Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. You expect a follow-up video from them? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know that another video would do anything at this yeah. point. I think that you almost have to set, sit back and let the dust settle and then move forward in a positive way in other areas and not address this again. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll sit down with Jim Murray. Uh, and explain themselves, <laughs> um, and uh, we shall see. Jim Murray, as always, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Good to see you too, Dan. Take that care. does it for us tonight. Thanks for watching. Banfield starts now. To begin tonight, welcome everyone. It is uh, a yet again another night where another sighting of an escaped killer has come in to the command center in Pennsylvania. If you've been following, we're now at day 12 in the hunt uh, for Danilo Cavalcante, and this is the newest thing. Pictures of him over the weekend on ring doorbell cams, and boy, does he look different. What's also different? His location. He blew the perimeter over the weekend. They figured they'd keep him contained. They could not keep him contained. He stole a vehicle. He blew that perimeter by 20 miles. He did this at friends' houses, acquaintances' houses, people he knew a long time ago and thought he might try to get to know again. But what was fascinating about those particular images, he is completely different. The guy you thought you were looking for before, the guy you were keeping your eyes peeled before, now looks 100% different. We're going to talk about how difficult that is uh, to track a guy who changes his appearance. It's happened before. We're going to show you some remarkable examples of other fugitives who have done a full 180 on their looks while on the run. So you can get an idea of how hard it is for the marshals. But uh, right away, I want to get to this breaking news. A couple of things that we have for you. Number one, guess what? As it turns out, that guy's family, we have exclusively learned, pretty much does all their business by cash. So if he has been able to connect in some way with any, any of his family members, he has possibly had access to a big pile of cash, which is king when you're trying not to leave a popcorn trail. We're going to talk about the implications of that, but a source close to News Nation telling the Banfield show tonight that that is now a grave worry, that his family is an all-cash business. So that means he has the potential of having a lot on hand. And the reason we think that's not so far off is because the way the police are talking about his family now, it has completely flipped. They said they are not cooperating. In fact, not cooperating to the point where the sister, 
Now, Nell Cavalcante's sister has been nabbed by ICE, and it looks like she's about to get tossed out of the country. You know, when you're not here legally, might be an idea to help the police find your murderous brother who's on the run. I don't know. Call me crazy. But that seems to be the story tonight. And so is it possible this they're not helpful means they may have actually helped him as opposed to just helping the police. Does it mean they helped him, that they gave him some of their wad of cash that their all-cash business makes? I don't know. But see that that van, that transit van? That became famous, that iconic transit van during the Gabby Petito disappearance, because that's what she was driving in. Well, now it looks like that's what he stole. It's a dairy farm delivery truck. And he stole it, and he like a mile from the command center, and he he drove it 20 miles outside, you know, from the command center and outside the perimeter. So the breaking news tonight is that we think we actually might have yet another sighting, and that's just within the last couple hours. So I want to go right out uh, live this moment to. I hope you're hooked up, Evan Lambert. I know you sort of took off like a bat out of you know what. You did. You got up. Okay, tell me where are you? Where is this potential sighting? Yeah, Ashley, so we are not far from where the van was abandoned. That's East Nantmeal Township. And so let me show you what we are seeing right now. And I just do want to caution you, it is really dark out here. It is hard to make things out, but we've lit this up as much as we can. Uh, We're off Fairview Road here. And look at the tree line there. It is extremely foggy as well. So we know and we've seen at least a dozen law enforcement trucks come by us here, and we've seen officers walk into this field, go into the tree line, and every so once in a while, we are seeing some flashes of light between the trees. I if see we can take a pan up to the yeah. sky, I there actually, is I saw them. I thought, I was about to ask you, Evan, I saw the flashing light in the trees. Yeah. I thought it might be my monitor, but you're telling me that those are the flashlights of the searchers in those trees, and are those the helicopters and, and uh, aircraft above? Absolutely. So we're looking at a, a, what looks like a police helicopter and, and that those closest to us, the flashing red and green lights, that's a drone. Uh, we saw that launch from here, from this field, and it's been flying around looking in these trees for probably about the last hour or so. So that's what we're seeing on the ground. There's also uh, a truck which, with something that looks like a communications tower that is close to the tree line as well. That's down a little bit further, really hard to see. So I don't think we're going to be able to give you a picture of that. But, you know, you just give you a sense of the, the thick woods and the conditions with all this fog out here. And you're trying to look for somebody who is able to hide and who has small stature. And then you're dealing with this thick brush and with the fog. So that obviously is so, complicating. Things. Evan, I don't know if I missed it off the top, but you know, you, you alerted us that you, you were kind of um, in, in a scramble. Uh, you were near the command center. You got the tip that there was this possible sighting and you and your crew raced out to where you are now. So how far? I mean, the, I was thinking he was 20 miles away, right? He busted the perimeter. I, I'm figuring he's making a break for it maybe to the state line. But it sounds to me like you're actually kind of close, still in Chester County, and maybe closer to the original uh, perimeter. Is that true? Well, so this is northern Chester County. This is close to where the van was abandoned, which was about 20, 25 miles from that Longwood Gardens area. That's close to the command center. And that's where, for several days, they thought Cavalcante was inside and that he wouldn't break that. So you described him slipping the perimeter. 20, 25 miles north is where the van was ditched, and we're really just about a three- or four-minute drive from where that van was left. Uh, And so activity back out here 
tonight. Uh, we know it was called in as a possible sighting, and then we saw the response and really followed it here. Uh, and and we've, uh, we understand that you know, some of those resources have shifted a little bit north uh, as they check this out and, and try to find out if he's, in fact, and, in these woods. I know they can't um, tell you a whole lot, but when you said that there, somebody called in a sighting, or at least that's the way I'm getting it, that somebody might have called in, um, you know, from their home or driving, do we know the nature of the sighting? Like, is it another home break-in? Because there were a bunch of those over the weekend, too. Yeah, so we were, I don't like to report scanner traffic, but we are, you know, to get a sense of what's going on, listening to the police dispatch scanners. Uh, and so we were, we just happened to be listening. Uh, we were nearby this area and we heard that there was this call about a sighting. We came here and we verified that this was the response as a result of that. The way it was first reported out was that a trooper in this area spotted something that they thought was potentially connected to uh, Cavalcante. And so that's the response that we're witnessing right now. Well, that's a good eyewitness if, it, if it's a trooper. Um, can I ask you a favor? Can we go full screen and can you ask your photographer to just sort of scan the tree line again and the, the drone and the, um, and the aircraft that yeah, are Yeah, sure. We're actually seeing, we're seeing I, a light. I wanted to ask you about the thermal imaging. What's that? Yeah, actually, we're seeing a light pretty close to us, actually. So it, someone's obviously walking, uh, an officer with a light either on top of their head or they're shining. I, I can't quite make it out. Uh, the flashlight at, at the top, uh, somewhere close to the um, you know, their hand holding it above their head. And we're, you know, seeing them look a lot. Oh, that's actually a, a canine officer. I don't know if you can see the dog, uh, but this yes. officer is walking with a dog in the field, like kind of coming the banner? pretty much toward yeah, I just us. I want to ask the, the, our, our crew, like, can oh, we drop God. the banner off of the screen so we can see the canine? Can you hear it? Can you hear the canine and any other canine activity, Evan? I think it's just this one dog right here, but they're, they're walking toward us right now. Um, so clearly they're sweeping this entire field, um, not just the woods. Um, you know, we're see, hearing him call the dog over this way. Uh, and so this is actually the first time that we've spotted uh, a canine this close to us. And you should have a pretty clear shot of him right now uh, as he really just tracks through this whole uh, area of field right here just before the tree line. So we're going to kind of see if he's going to go back toward the woods uh, or whatnot. But this is kind of some of the most, at least at night, that we can see the most active searching uh, other than, you know, that roadblock that we, we were it's standing so at a couple nights yeah. ago. It's so dark. I'm, I'm trying to make out if he had any... Um insignia on his um, clearly, you know, dark green, it seemed somewhat camouflaged uh, clothing. I couldn't tell if he was state police. I couldn't tell if he was local police. I couldn't tell if he was, you know, federal. Um, and I know that there are a lot of federal assets that are out there. They, they were coming in over the weekend. Hundreds of them, we were, we were told. Do a quick scan for us. Don't worry about the camera. Just look around and tell me if you can see any more yeah. of that kind of activity, because that really came up and snuck up out of the fog behind sure. you. If, if, we, if we can pan, yeah, if we can pan again, uh, have my photographer pan this way. We're still seeing that officer with the dog over in the corner of the field here, uh, now closer to the tree line. They were really close to us just a few moments ago. Uh, and he's that dog's clearly sniffing around. I couldn't make out the insignias, Ashley. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, there's clearly all kinds of assets, multiple canines. The press conference today was confirmed that there are bloodhounds involved. That dog clearly, uh, you know, was not a bloodhound. Uh, but, you know, we know that there's a multitude of agencies with, with canines out here helping in this search. I'm trying to see through yeah. the trees if I see any other so lights another... like we saw before. Oh, there's okay. some... Uh, 
I, I can one. have my yep. photographer Michael pan over just a little bit to the right. There's additional officers, too, walking side by side here, shining a flashlight at the tree line. So when we first got here, much of this activity was going on a little bit further away from us where we couldn't really see it. And now they're shifting this way a little bit uh, right into view of our camera. So now now I'm getting an answer to a question I was about to ask you, Evan. Look at these two guys and how heavily armed they are. Uh, the canine handler did not seem to have this kind of weaponry on him, which made me very nervous since he was alone. Just give me a quick update as we look at this about what you learned today and over the weekend regarding the possible supplies that Cavalcante might have with him. And when I say that, I mean he could be armed. He's been through so many homes at this point. What's the worry and the concern and how are they strategizing, given that they're now out in the dark, looking for a guy who might have a gun? Yeah, well, they said today at the news conference, actually, that this entire time they've, they've treated Cavalcante as armed and dangerous because they know he's dangerous, right? He's a convicted killer accused of another killing in Brazil. Uh, but they have assumed that he would have access to a gun at some point. They don't have any evidence. Uh, there's, there haven't been any reports, at least that they confirmed today, of any you know, stolen guns in the, area that, in the areas that they've been searching. Uh, but obviously they know that there are barn houses uh, in between these, some of these cornfields uh, that you know, look open. We were driving by there a little bit yesterday, and you could see that there were a multitude of ways to just walk into some of these, these barn houses. Uh, and so they're operating under that assumption, and we have seen the long guns pretty much everywhere we've gone, uh, and you know, officers having them at the ready along the perimeter. And so that is not unusual because, uh, Mike, if you could pan just a little bit to the left, they're shining their flashlights again in this wide area uh, right around the tree line. All three officers, including the, the dog now, over here, kind of grouped together. Do you, ha do you hear them with radios? I mean, I would assume they're trying to be pretty quiet. <laughs> However, I would also assume that if there's thermal imaging in those aircraft above them, they will be signaling down to them with radios, but maybe it's maybe they have earbuds. I don't know. But can you hear anything, any communications between them? I mean, I can hear a little bit of I can hear a little bit of talking in the distance, but I don't hear any radio communication. So that to me makes it seem like maybe they've got them in their ears. Yeah, I'm well, it, you would think that they bit. would try to be continue as, to see this helicopter as quiet as possible. Do you still see the drone? Sure. Looking, I'm looking for the drone right now. I don't see uh, this fog is blowing in. You might be able to see that as well. Uh, I, it's complicating whether or not I can see the drone in the sky, uh, but it was here really this entire time. These are additional police SUVs that are driving by us now. I feel like Evan, you but sort of nailed hear, the location. You can probably hear the helicopter. Right? I mean, I can't. But let's listen. Let's listen in. Yeah, so the, the police helicopter is pretty much just behind us, uh, kind of over our heads, and we wouldn't be able to see it uh, because it's over past these trees just behind the road where we're on. But it was, you know, it's definitely making circle after circle after circle. So, you know, they've got an area that they've set up a perimeter where they're looking pretty deep in the woods, but also here, as we can see, in this field that, that abuts the road. Um, in this general area where we are, I haven't seen any houses yet, uh, but there may be some houses a little bit further down the road. 
Well, and this guy, you know, has it seems he has the habit of moving at night, um, staying concealed during the day, which is not an unusual uh, technique for those who are being hunted. Uh, you, you get a lot more distance covered under the cover of darkness than you do in the daytime, especially with the amount of coverage, you know, that the media has been doing on this this escape killer. If you're just tuning in right now, folks, um, we are live on the scene where Evan Lambert got a tip that there is yet another sighting, a possible sighting tonight. And it's about 25 miles north of where uh, he was seen before in Longwood Gardens. And so that would match where the, the vehicle was dumped that he had picked up and stolen over the weekend, that big transit van, the dairy delivery van. And as we were just talking with Evan off the top of this program, suddenly this all appeared uh, out of the fog and in the darkness. So I was just saying, Evan, I think as you were looking into the to see if the drone was there, that you really kind of nailed the location. Um, did you know this was the, the area or did, was this luck that you ended up there? Well, we heard we heard the address on the we heard the address. So um, yeah, we we just heard it it's and an then we came address. here. Um, yeah, they gave out an address, uh, I guess, which maybe is the address to the field, uh, I believe. And so we eventually were stopped. By the time we got here, there was a roadblock up ahead. And and I don't know if we've talked about this at all, Ashley, but there are a lot of people in the neighborhood that have been coming to these searches. This was addressed in the news conference today. They've kind of told people not to do that but you know people are naturally curious uh, and so you know they've been focusing a lot on trying to keep people out of their way uh, and so we just kind of go until we can obviously another police vehicle going by us right now pretty quick clip evan are any of those people that we've seen um walking towards you with those lights that i'm looking at right now or walking back uh you know, the opposite direction over the road. Are any of them non-authority, um, meaning maybe potentially some of the vigilantes who are looking for this $25,000? They, By the way, I should mention to our audience, they boosted it from 20000 to 25000 the reward. Do you, do you think any of these might be those people that are concerning to law enforcement? Well, I mean, I think they're drawing a pretty clear line, especially at something like this. If, you know, one of those people started to walk toward them in the field, I don't think that would end really well for them. Uh, they'd, they'd probably get sternly pushed back. Uh, but they're just the, the people that I'm seeing here are are mainly people who live in the area, it sounds like. Uh, and some of the people that have been kind of streaming some of these searches live uh, and, and just describing to people what they see. Have you... Uh, you know, the last time you and I talked, there was a there was a police perimeter. You were seeing a fair bit of, you know, flashing lights in the background, but you were being pushed a long way out. I kind of look I'm thinking you're kind of in the middle of it right now. Has anyone tried to push you out of this area, given that it, it could be exactly where they're, you know, they've got their tip and it could be dangerous? Uh, no, I mean, I think basically right, right at the roadblock is where they have us stopped. And, and so. Uh, further down this road, they obviously don't want anyone to go. But you know, there's other there's other media trucks here too. You know, most of us uh, hearing some of the same chatter and then you know just responding to it pretty quickly. We were one of the first crews out here, um, and and just kind of right behind the the first state trooper car that kind of sealed things off uh, for this road. So clearly, they don't want anyone Holy to go cow. past there. You know, you're not seeing the image that we're seeing. Um, you might be seeing something more, even more astounding, but it looks like a scene out of a horror movie. The fog is blowing through some of those lights that you have and some of the searchlights of maybe the, the um, 
authorities behind you, but it really does look scary. It looks frightening. I can imagine that it's not a place a lot of those searchers want to be by themselves, knowing that this is... We're not talking about someone who's fleeing drug charges. We're talking about a two-time murderer, somebody who stabbed his ex-girlfriend 38 times in front of her little kids. This man is an animal. I mean, he is absolutely ruthless. And anybody in this search crew that stands between him and ending up back in prison for life, no parole, doesn't stand a chance if he's armed unless they are quick to the trigger. Right. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, he's he's considered armed and dangerous or he's considered dangerous, at least uh, law enforcement operating under the assumption that he may be armed. So that's why they, they have their long guns at the ready. Uh, and so that's kind of some of what we're seeing tonight, the way that they approach this, knowing that this is a extremely dangerous person who you know doesn't at this point, you know, have much have much to lose. You know, he's he was. The alternative is where he was before, which was prison, and we saw how brazenly he escaped that. So uh, it seems like maybe for him this is better than, than those conditions. Yeah, what are they, tell me about the, the people um, who were walking down the road. Are these residents who are curious about media, or are these maybe people who are approaching the um, law enforcement to tell them what they've seen or what they've heard? I heard I heard some of the I tried to chat a little bit with some of the people that were out here before. And from what I gathered, mainly besides other media, these are people that just have been intrigued by this case. They live relatively close by and you know, went there. They're kind of what I would call. And it's it's not it's not meant to sound negative but uh scanner nerds you know they're listening to the broadcast traffic they're listening it's exciting to them and and they come out here and and really respond to it no i can understand they're probably curious and clearly they have some guts most people you know uh would be you know sheltering in place at this point by the way evan has there been any call to residents in this area to lock their doors um and stay inside given that they think that there's a sighting in this in this particular spot They've been saying that for a while. And actually, as you brought up that question, I, I signed up for the, the alerts in this county. And so I wouldn't I don't know if I would get the 911 call because I have an out of state number. But uh, they are using a reverse 911 system they have in the past. I'm not sure if that's something that they would do with this kind of search. My phone is making some noise here. Uh, but this alert that I did get says this is this is from the county's emergency alert system. It says this is a message from the Pennsylvania State Police. The Pennsylvania State Police are currently investigating reports of escaped convict Danilo Cavalcante in the area of Fairview Road in East Nantmeal Township. Residents in the area are asked to lock all external doors and windows, secure vehicles, and remain vigilant. Please review your surveillance cameras and contact police if you observe anything suspicious. And then they say, do not approach the individual, call 911 immediately, and they're also giving the tip line uh, for for people to, to give tips. So that actually just came through to my phone about 15 minutes ago, actually. I, I missed it until I just happened to look down. And so that's what that's what people who are signed up for these alerts are getting. And they're, they're likely getting, as you mentioned, a, a reverse 911 call if they have a, a, a landline and maybe a cell phone as well. I'm not entirely sure how that system Evan, works. Do, do me a favor. I was writing that down as you were saying it because clearly that's important for anybody who's watching right now. 
uh, especially those people who were walking down the road, they said um, the area of Fairview Road and East something township. Well, can you repeat that, just the area, so that we can repeat it a few times during the show? Sure. It's Fairview Road in East Nantmill Township. So this is the same township where the van was abandoned. And I, I'm going to have my producer check how far that is again uh, from here, but I'm pretty sure it was just a couple minutes drive. And so we are very close to the to the zone where they think he, he was last, at least. Uh, but this was after the doorbell, the doorbell sighting. So Fairview so that Road, alert East just Nandle came Township, out. lock all doors, windows. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, go ahead, read it again. Lock all doors, windows, stay inside, uh, read the rest. Remain vigilant, secure vehicles, again, and that's something that was harped on at the news conference. You know, if that dairy truck had been locked and the keys weren't in it, then you know, he wouldn't have been able to take that car. You know, maybe potentially another one. Clearly, we know he's seen that that is able to help him move faster and he, he's went after a car to begin with but if it had been locked then obviously he w at that point would have still been on foot so that's a message that they've been pushing out just please lock your doors lock your car doors don't leave the keys in the car all the things they say all the time right but it becomes extremely more urgent when this guy is out here and he's proven to be dangerous when there's an extremely dangerous Please killer on the loose with cameras. nothing left, yeah, left to lose, you know, uh, and the surveillance cameras is huge. Those ring doorbell cams could be the, you know, could be the death of them. Honestly, that's that's so critical. That information. I can't believe they are searching through that thick fog. I I feel like sometimes I see lights. I don't know if it's a flashlight or if it's the reflection on a uh, a fly or a bug in the air. But my lord, that's such a creepy location you're in, and you know just. Not not fun for the searchers who are potentially coming upon him. Evan, I, I can't believe it. I do have to squeeze in a really quick break. But, I, you know, in, in the course of the break, can you maybe see if you can get any information from those passing law enforcement and also see if you can track down that the drone and the aerial uh, assets? I want to touch base with you on that and maybe see if we can peek up there and possibly get a hint if there's if you can see any of the thermal imaging um, so, Evan, don't go anywhere. And also, folks, when we come back in just a couple minutes, I've got John Muffler, who's standing by, one of the U.S. Marshals. He used to run these teams, these guys, so he knows exactly what's going on uh, with regard to what they're facing, especially since the changes in, in this guy's look, right? He's looking for a whole new guy. Not only that, but Joel Lambert is coming up in a moment, too. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's host of Discovery's, um, Discovery Channel's Manhunt. So he's going to give me some tips on, on what he thinks is going on in this foggy new location. Again, if you're just joining us, breaking news tonight. Uh, they think they've got a tip with yet another sighting. It's happening right as we speak. The assets are all arriving. Evan Lambert's right in the middle of it. Uh, we've got a lot more video for you and live coverage in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. This could be it. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. 
Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. If you're just joining us, we've got breaking news tonight in the 12th day of the search for that convicted killer who has escaped uh, the local prison in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania. We've got some pretty phenomenal images right now, 25 miles north of that command center in that area where he had been spotted, you know, last week at the end of the week, uh, you know, the Long Meadow or Longwood Gardens. We're 25 miles north of that now. And just uh, in the last few hours, another tip came in. It was actually a trooper in the area of a sighting, a possible sighting. So what you're seeing on your screen right now is our live camera. We scrambled to the location. We just arrived there. And as Evan Lambert's been reporting live, literally these flashlights and these lights and these canines have all been sort of emerging out of the fog behind him in this giant field off to the left of that roadway. Um, the assets have been coming and going along this roadway as well. You can, it's hard to tell sometimes who they are and what they are, but we do know that as of Friday last week, there were upwards of 400 law enforcement that had flooded this zone. And then over the weekend, they were expecting a lot more federal assets, too. So it's entirely possible there's some maybe National Guard and other federal assets that have come in here as well. And we're trying to make out who's who in the darkness. But man, is it creepy. They just sort of come out of the darkness and in the fog um, on this, you know, late 1030 Eastern late night search uh, with the last minute tip. I want to bring in somebody who knows a lot about what's happening in this field right now. John Muffler is the man who once oversaw the U.S. Marshals that are hunting this guy, Danilo Cavalante, right now. Um, John's a former assistant chief deputy U.S. Marshal of the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, too, and he owns a security consulting company. Boy, are you the perfect booking uh, for right now, John. I guess you take over the narration of what we just landed upon and this latest tip and tell me what you're seeing. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's it's pitch black there when you're interviewing your reporter, on scene and you see the lights in the woods from the officers. As soon as that uh, light goes the other direction, it's nothing but pitch black. So this is why he had the advantage and has the advantage at nighttime. It just disappears. It's complete blackness. He could be, and I've said this before, 10 feet from them, but they wouldn't know it. That's how dark it is. And you have that brush, the tree line, and what else is in the woods there. Um, he has the ability to hide and, and put himself in a, in a better position. Well, I hope they're really um, heavy with Kevlar because we know, you know, he's pretty uh, handy with a knife. And uh, God forbid he's been through enough houses where he might have found a firearm in this part of the wood, you know, this part of the country. Um, it's not right. It's not unusual that there'd be firearms in those second homes that he's been breaking into. Um, can I ask you a little bit about just this, like, take me through as we watch these live images of this latest tip and this latest search? There was a lot that happened this weekend. Uh, he's caught on on ring doorbell cams at some former colleagues of his that he hasn't talked to in in a long time. And he's showing up clean shaven with fresh, you know, clothes. And he looks like an entirely different person. My guess is that he's probably not going to wear the lime green hoodie for very long. So what are they looking for now that they know they're looking for so many different looks? 
Yeah, well, now we know what he looks like, and that may change if he's still running in a couple days with some uh, hair growth. But now we know what he looks like. That's on social media. Uh, as your reporter was saying, you know, the scanner nerds, you have the social media influence. People know what he looks like. So it's, it's it was only new until we found out, um, and now we know what he looks like. So that information is out there and is being utilized by, by everybody. So the other concern is what we ex- uh, we had exclusively off the top of this program information from a source close to the investigation that he that his family is an all cash business. Um, and so if he was able to make any kind of contact with that family, any members of that family, he could have had access to a big pile of cash. I know you and I looked at the backpack that was pretty laden down last week, but if he's got cash, that's king, isn't it? I mean, he could really, he can do a lot with cash that won't leave a trail. That, that's right. Um, but my, my guess is uh, that he didn't get that opportunity. Maybe if that was something that he was planning to do, I don't think he had that opportunity because he had access, well, he had a van. Um, and it, only because it ran out of gas did he abandon it. And so by that very nature, we know that he didn't have money to put into the gas tank. He didn't have a stolen credit card to use, and maybe he got from somewhere else. So he could have, if he had that with him, he would still be driving. And this is a different case at that point. So we know he abandoned it. Okay, He's one, been seen in the area. Yeah. So Go one ahead. last quick question about that. Um, John, the... Uh, You know, they're using their language pretty carefully, the authorities, when they give their updates. And again, if you're just tuning in, what you're seeing are law enforcement uh, vehicles that have raced to a different location now, 25 miles north of the Longwood Gardens where Cavalcante was seen last week. Um, They've sort of all descended into this this area where there's this this field and it's extraordinarily dark and foggy, but we are seeing canines emerging out of the woods and crossing these fields. We're seeing um, heavily armed tactical officers who are searching these woods right now. This is sort of the very latest at 1035 Eastern on this Monday night, the very latest tip and search that is just, you know, happening sort of out of the, out of the blue, but, but quickly, um, you know, the, the authority said today that the family members have not been cooperative, and particularly his sister. They use the, the phrase, chose not to assist. And they're, you know, she's looking to get deported now. She's in the custody of ICE. That's what concerned me when I matched that with the information tonight from the source that said that he may have access to a lot of cash. Might that have meant not only is she not assisting us, she's assisting him? Yeah, I mean, that's, you can put that together. I mean, it stands the reason that, I mean, she, that was a possibility. Um, I know, I would imagine as an investigator, you know, she's a primary uh, person to interview as soon as he's uh, escaped. And um, why they didn't arrest her then uh, was probably more of an investigative tactic than anything else. Um, so they could track her, follow her, etc. cetera. Um, and now that he is gone from that area and up in this part of Pennsylvania, north of uh, where he was uh, first uh, first escaped. She's really not um, an asset for them at this point. So hence the arrest. And that removes that part of the equation, having to worry about the sister possibly having cash and possibly helping him. So that's now removed from, yeah. from that uh, equation. 
also wonder if he's if he's got a conscience, if he hears, oh, guess what? Your actions have now caused your sister to be thrown out of this country, if that would make a heap of difference to him. Um, John, can I ask you to stand by for one second? I want to jump out to Evan Lambert, who's live in the middle of all this right now. Um, again, if you're just joining us, uh, Evan, you know, he got a tip and he raced out to this location with his crew. And lo and behold, he's kind of right in the middle of a massive search that was just launched uh, with this latest tip. Um, Evan, do you have anything that, you know, that's updated? I know it's kind of hard to talk to these guys. They're all pretty busy. Right, yeah, we haven't been able to chat with anyone uh, who's gone by. We've seen a couple cars go by, uh, law enforcement cars, in the last few minutes or so. I've noticed, you know, that field, it's, you can see a lot less of it than you could uh, the last time that you came out to us. So the fog definitely has increased, you know, just, again, showing the conditions that, you know, these men and women who are in here searching are up against. But we have not seen any lights in this tree line. It, it honestly seems that you know, the majority of the action has moved a bit away from where we are just within the last 20 minutes or so. You know, there's still law enforcement in this area, but we haven't seen them walking by like we did uh, a little bit ago. And we haven't seen any canines. I'm still hearing the helicopter above. I'm trying to see if we can spot that drone again, but I think that's out of the area or moved a little bit north from here. That's really what we've been able to see or in the last just few be- minutes. Or it's just getting so foggy that it's hard to even see those assets, too. I'll tell you what, I'm going to uh, squeeze in a quick break, Evan, and if you and your crew need to move, um, I know that you've kind of had some freedom, which is you know really lucky at this point to be moving before they completely close the place off. But if you guys need to move into a better location to see where those assets have moved, uh, let's try to do that during the break and then just notify us when you're in place again to give us an update. In the meantime, again, this is a search that is about 25 miles north of the Longwood Gardens where this uh, escape killer was, was seen last. And tonight, uh, yet again, another possible sighting and they have descended upon it en masse. We are, we're going to stay live. We're back after the break with Joel Lambert, the former Navy SEAL who hosts Discovery Channel's Manhunt. What a guy. He'll know exactly what's happening. Talk to him in a moment. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well, if you've been watching, we've had uh, quite a night. Uh, We've had some breaking news tonight, folks. Our Evan Lambert got a tip that uh, the searchers in Pennsylvania who've been tracking for 12 days that escaped killer, Daniel Daniel Cavalcante, they had a tip. He's 25 miles north of the command center and off Evan went and... This is where his shot was. Uh, it's set up. You're looking at a live picture right now of some of the action of the assets that are descending into this area. Uh, it's a very wooded area with a giant field and uh, super foggy, which does not help when you're searching. But I want to bring in a 10-year veteran of the Navy SEALs, Joel Lambert. 
Joel has gone up against some of the very best human trackers in the world who were pursuing him while he was hosting a Discovery uh, Channel show called Manhunt. He's considered the world's top authority on escape and evasion. So, um, again, you're the perfect guy as we look at these live pictures. And you saw some of the assets coming through. It was a, there was one uh, canine handler um, who didn't have any lights, it seemed, uh, or much lighting. And then a couple of really uh, heavily armed uh, tactical guys, and then just a lot of vehicles all coming in. So can you tell me from your expertise, um, what's, what, did, what are they strategizing? How are they strategizing just a big, foggy night? Well, that's a hard question to answer without being on the ground and knowing the, the whole situation, because the situation will always dictate the response. You need to have a whole bunch of tools, and then whatever comes up at the time, you have the appropriate response for it. But what appears to be, uh, to me, is that they got assets in the air, um, they've got canines on the ground, it oh, looked weird to me that Joel, Joel, yeah. Joel. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, Evan, Evan has some breaking news. Evan, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Ashley, can you hear me? Yeah. What What have you found out? Yeah. So we just got another alert from the county alert system. So it appears that there, it's possible that. Cavalcante is now armed. That, that's the takeaway. But let me read the whole message. This is a message from the Pennsylvania State Police. Reports of escaped convict Danilo Cavalcante in the area of Ridge Road, Coventry Road, Daisy Point Road, and South Coventry Township. So that's a township that borders the one that we're in right now. Possibly armed with a weapon. Residents in the area are asked to lock all doors, secure vehicles, windows, and remain indoors. Please review surveillance cameras. Call 911. That just came through to my phone wow. about a minute ago. Do me a favor. Repeat the locations again for this alert uh, that he is possibly armed with a weapon. What were the what were those streets that they're asking people to be uh, on alert? Reports of escaped convict in the area of Ridge Road, Coventryville Road, Daisy Point Road in South Coventry Township, possibly armed with a weapon. Holy Moses, that really changes. So again, the, they've um, just sent this out widely about a minute or two ago. Yeah, it, you know, this is exactly, Evan, uh, what we were very concerned about. Evan, stand by because I've still got Joel on the line. Joel, you heard that news that they now are yeah. suggesting that he is possibly armed with a weapon. Yes, and uh, what I want to reiterate, and you've been doing a really good job with this, Ashley, is that everyone in that area, and I know there's a big reward and everything, Follow what law enforcement in the area is telling you what to do, not just for your own safety, but because they have tracking teams out there. That was a scent dog. They've got air assets up with thermal and, and night vision capabilities, and people getting in the way is going to contaminate the trails for the people that are doing the tracking. So the more you can stay out of the perimeters that they've set, the better it is for everybody involved, not just for your own safety, but for the success of the operation. Well, then also, you know, don't contaminate the trail for the scent dog. That's brilliant. I hadn't even thought of that. But also, uh, if he's armed, you're not going to be much for him to dispense with. You know, I've kept I've said over and over when you have a guy like this who has absolutely nothing to lose, it's you or life, no parole. So who do you think is going to win that battle? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely correct. You know, it's not just it's for your own safety, but it's also I mean, now if you get injured or something happens or you get lost, now there's another component into the manhunt that they weren't factoring in. And you're pulling resources away from this, trying to get this scumbag to deal with, you know, whatever else complications you've thrown in there. So really, people, the biggest thing is to stay stay away from the area, 
follow the instructions of law enforcement and don't contaminate that area. That dog's casting around for scent. And actually, I will say that night is an excellent time to track. It shifts from visual to audi- uh, to auditory uh, quite a bit. Um, it's very difficult to move at night and not make noise. So there's a much more of a noise component. Noise travels farther at night. It's easier to hear things. Um, you can also see with the lights, you have lights at a low angle. When light is at a low angle, either in sunrise or sunset, it's easier to see tracks and disturbances. Noon is the worst time to track. So night with powerful flashlights is a great time to track. The dogs you know, are working the scent trails. And then at night, you have a night vision and you have thermal imaging. And those that kind of technology is a game changer and can be a massive advantage for law enforcement in this situation. Let me ask you about the night vision and thermal imaging, because I've always wondered if you've got hundreds of assets out there searching, as well as the, you know, the bounty hunters and the, you know, the vigilantes and all the rest. How are those who are operating the drones and those who are in the aerial assets to determine between what's a deer, what's a bear, uh, what's a, a group of, you know, authority searching some vigilantes and then Cavalcante? Exactly the point that like what we're saying either you're contaminating the area. Um, it's very easy to, de- to determine um, in night vision or thermal the difference between animal uh, animal life and human life. Humans show up very distinctly. However, you can't tell which human is what. You can't read a uniform right. with thermal very well. So if you're a vigilante uh, in the area, and now you're on your thermal bloom on a camera and they, they don't think that somebody's there. Now, all of a sudden, you're pulling attention. So you're contaminating the trail. So um, yeah. thermal imaging. I'm just looking vision, at all of those uh, more vehicles arriving. Joel, I have to fit in a quick break. Don't go anywhere. This has been a very, very busy night. I'm juggling a lot of people and I got to do this break, but I'm going to come right back and try to figure out who those last vehicles were. We're back right after this. Continuing our breaking news in Pennsylvania, you're seeing the flashing lights of a number of police assets that have descended upon a a location, a very large field and some thick woods, uh, 25 miles north of the command center in Chester County, Pennsylvania, 25 miles north of where the, you know, the escaped killer, Danilo Cavalcante, was last spotted um, in the Longwood Gardens last week. Well, now, you know, he got some wheels and he made some distance and they're after him. They've got an unconfirmed uh, potential sighting at this point, so they've descended on this area you're watching live as we shoot uh, you know video and, and live pictures of the um, of the police assets that are now searching those woods with canines they've got uh, aerial assets overhead they've also got you know this drone that has been sort of uh, quietly scanning this area um, as well as you know very heavily armed tactical units that are in that field and I just want to let you know we also have an unconfirmed report right now that shoes were found in those woods so that's something we're going to really work hard to try to confirm. I want to bring back Evan Lambert, who's on the ground. He was able to get there within minutes. Are you seeing anything different now, Evan? Well, so it looks like for both ends, they've kind of blocked. uh, We may be kind of trapped in here for a little bit. Um, It doesn't look like we can go either way down this road in just in the last few minutes. Uh, But, you know, Ashley, I was talking about that emergency alert that hit my phone about 10 minutes ago. And that's really where things seem to have escalated with the idea that it's now believed, according to the state police, that he is possibly armed. And so it actually says that the the last sighting was just about two to three miles north of where we are. So that sounds to be what the epicenter of their investigation is now. This is obviously one part of the perimeter, it seems. And we saw the activity here. But just north of here is the last sighting, according to what the state police pushed out 
to this county alert system uh, that I was able to sign up for. And likely people in the area got a 911 call to their phones with this information, text, email. Uh, that's how I've gotten it. Uh, again, just reminding you know, people Evan, he might be armed. I'll tell you what. You might be armed. I'll tell you what, I just got some other information on that very um, piece of information. Our Jennifer Koffendoffer, who's a former FBI special agent, uh, 28 years in federal law enforcement, said that she's got an unconfirmed report that he's armed with a 22 uh, caliber weapon with a scope. Let me repeat that. Unconfirmed report that he's not only armed, he's armed with a 22 caliber weapon uh, with a Scope, uh, John Muffler, former U.S. Marshal, uh, worked with many of these guys. I, I think you're still there with me. That's a that's a big piece of information that we've just learned. That not only he may be armed, but he may be armed with something that you know, a long arm that has a scope and a sight. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that that's. If, am I on? I don't know if I'm on. Yeah, that's obviously a big piece of information, um, an important piece of information for the officers involved. Um, so he is armed. That's what it sounds like. Um, that is a huge hunting community there. I lived literally 10 minutes from that location for, for a long time. Um, so, yeah, that, not surprised if he was in these houses or, or in the, these sheds that he found something. Um, and it appears yeah. since your reporter is cut off that they have that area um, uh, pretty well surrounded at this point. Surrounded. So I've got only about a minute left, but Joel Lambert, if you're still on with me, former Navy SEAL, host of Discovery Channel's Manhunt, that's a big piece of information. How does that change the metric that he may be armed with a 22 with a scope and a sight? Well, that, that's, that's a huge piece, and that's going to open things up for him. I mean, that's going to make it easier to, to jack a car. It's going to make it easier to acquire the things that he wants, you know, cash and weaponry. <laughs> it's, it's, a persuasive, uh, it's a persuasive argument that he can make now. Um, and of course, you know, the, the, the guys on the ground, the ones that are doing them and the canines and everyone that's doing all the work and the drones and the, the air assets, you know, knowing that, that he's armed is, uh, is, uh, is, they've said that they were treating this as he was armed and dangerous, but now that we know for sure he has a weapon, even though it's a small caliber weapon, and I say about small caliber weapons, they're great weapons to get a bigger weapon with. So, changes things yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting re- other reports confirmed shots fired. I'm, I'm just hearing this now. There's confirmation that there have been shots fired. Uh, this is by a civilian. I'm hearing shots fired by a civilian. I know nothing more than that. I don't know whether that's a civilian firing at the potential escapee or whether they're saying that escapee is a civilian and shots have been fired. Regardless, that's the news that I can bring you. We are bringing this report, this live report, to a close right now. But just to remind you, the danger is real. And those who are in this area are being told, lock everything. Lock your doors, your car, everything, and shelter in place. Uh, we'll continue on News Nation to, to cover this remarkable development. Thank you so much for staying with us through this breaking news tonight. I'm Ashley Banfield. This is News Nation. And we'll continue to watch the story for you. Meantime, I'll see you again tomorrow night. It's Chris Cuomo. We're live. We have a... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done.